Let us look for peace even in the times of the most difficult conversations. Let us look for love even when the words fall on deaf ears. Let us find the courage even when it means we have to stand alone. Welcome to Poetry and Therapy with author, songwriter, and entrepreneur, Nashal Bakuda. Relax, unwind, and connect with us as we lean into discussing raw emotions, relationships, and the transitions we experience throughout the different stages of our lives. Let's shine a light on the world within and around us. Let's begin with your host, Nashaba Kuda. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope you are all doing well. I've really missed talking to you all. Recently, I read a book about relaxing and how it aligns us to a life envisioned. Although conditioned to continually achieve and push, we are actually made to naturally gravitate towards pausing and relaxing. So I thought, what a great opportunity to talk about how to bring more calmness into our lives and give us a sense of serenity in this world of chaos. Whatever the cause of disagreements and disputes at home or work, knowing the skills can help you solve conflict in a constructive way and keep your relationship strong and growing. So what is conflict? Conflict is a normal part of any healthy relationship. After all, two people can be expected to agree on everything all the time. The key is not to fear or try to avoid conflict, but to learn how to resolve it in a healthy way. When conflict is mismanaged, it can cause a lot of harm to a relationship. But when handled in a respectful, positive way, conflict provides an opportunity to strengthen the bond between two people. Whether you're experiencing conflict at home, work, or school, learning these skills can help you resolve differences in a healthy way and build stronger, more rewarding relationships. So let's do Conflict 101. A conflict is more than just a disagreement. It is a situation in which one or both parties perceive a threat, whether or not the threat is real. Conflict continues to grow and spread when ignored. Because conflicts involve perceived threats to our well-being and survival, they stay with us until we face and resolve them. We respond to conflicts based on our perceptions of the situation, not necessarily to an objective review of the facts. Our perceptions are influenced by our life experiences, culture, values, and beliefs. Conflicts trigger strong emotions. If you aren't comfortable with your emotions or able to manage them in times of stress, you won't be able to resolve conflicts successfully. Conflicts are an opportunity for growth. When you're able to resolve conflict in a relationship, it builds trust. You can feel secure knowing your relationship can survive challenges and disagreements. So what are some of the causes of conflict in a relationship? Conflict arises from differences, both large and small. It occurs when people disagree over their values, motivations, perceptions, ideas, or desires. Sometimes these differences appear trivial, 
But when a conflict triggers strong feelings, a deep personal need is often at the core of the problem. These needs can range from the need to feel safe and secure or respected and valued to the need for greater closeness and intimacy. Think about the opposing needs of a toddler and a parent. The child's need is to explore, so running to the street or the cliff edge meets that need. But the parent's need is to protect the child's safety, a need that can only be met by limiting the toddler's exploration. Since these needs are against each other, conflict arises. The needs of each party play an important role in the long-term success of a relationship. Each deserves respect and consideration. In personal relationships, a lack of understanding about different needs can result in distance, arguments, and breakups. In the workplace, differing needs can result in broken deals, decreased profits, and job loss. When you recognize conflicting needs and are willing to examine them with compassion and understanding, it can lead to creative problem-solving, team-building, and stronger relationship. So how do you respond to conflict? Do you fear conflict and avoid it at all costs? If your perception of conflict comes from painful memories from early childhood or previous unhealthy relationships, you may expect all disagreements to end badly. You may view conflict as demoralizing, humiliating, or something to fear. If your early life experiences left you feeling powerless or out of control, conflict may even be traumatizing for you. If you're afraid of conflict, it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you enter a conflict situation already feeling threatened, it's tough to deal with the problem at hand in a healthy way. Instead, you're more likely to either shut down or blow up in anger. So what are some of the unhealthy responses to conflict? An inability to recognize and respond to the things that matter to the other person. Explosive, angry, hurtful, and resentful reactions. The withdrawal of love resulting in rejection, isolation, shaming, and fear of abandonment. An inability to compromise or see the other person's side. Feeling fearful or avoiding conflict, expecting, expecting a bad outcome. Some healthy responses to conflict is the capacity to empathize with the other person's viewpoint. Calm, non-defensive, and respectful re reactions. A readiness to forgive and forget and to move past the conflict without holding resentment or anger. The ability to seek compromise and avoid punishing. A belief that facing conflict head-on is the best thing for both sides. Conflict triggers strong emotions and can lead to hurt feelings, disappointment, and discomfort. When handled in an unhealthy manner, it can cause irreparable distance, resentments, and breakups. But when conflict is, is resolved in a healthy way, it increases your understanding of the other person, builds trust, and straightens your relationships. If you are out of touch with your feelings or so stressed that you can only pay attention to a limited number of emotions, you won't be able to understand your own needs. This will make it hard to communicate with others and establish what's really troubling you. 
For example, couples often argue about petty differences, the way she hangs the towels, the way he slurps his soup, rather than what is really bothering them. The ability to successfully resolve conflict depends on your ability to manage stress quickly while remaining alert and be calm. By staying calm, you can accurately read and interpret verbal and nonverbal communication. Control your emotions and behavior. When you're in control of your emotions, you can communicate your needs without threatening, intimidating, or punishing others. Pay attention to the feelings being expressed, as well as the spoken words of others. Be aware and respect differences. By avoiding disrespectful words and actions, you can almost always resolve a problem faster. To successfully resolve a conflict, you need to learn and practice two main skills. Quick stress relief, the ability to quickly relieve stress in the moment, and emotional awareness, the ability to remain comfortable enough with your emotions to react in constructive ways, even in the midst of a perceived attack. Emotional awareness is the key to understanding yourself and others. If you don't know how or why you feel a certain way, you won't be able to communicate effectively or resolve disagreements. Although knowing your own feelings may sound simple, many people ignore or try to sedate strong emotions like anger, sadness, and fear. Your ability to handle conflict, however, depends on being connected to these feelings. If you're afraid of strong emotions or if you insist on finding solutions that are strictly rational, your ability to face and resolve differences will be limited. Emotional awareness is a key factor in resolving conflict. What is emotional awareness? Emotional awareness is the consciousness of your moment-to-moment emotional experience and the ability to manage all of your feelings appropriately. It is the basis of a communication process that can resolve conflict. Being emotionally aware helps you to understand what is really troubling other people. It helps you to understand yourself, including what is really troubling you. It keeps you motivated until the conflict is resolved. It helps you communicate clearly and effectively, and it allows you to have interest and influence others. So let me leave you with some thoughts to think about. Listen for what is felt as well as said. When you really listen, you connect more deeply to your own needs and emotions and to those of other people. Listening also strengthens, informs, and makes it easier for others to hear you when it's your turn to speak. Make conflict resolution the priority rather than winning or being right. Maintaining and strengthening the relationship rather than winning the argument should always be your first priority. Be respectful of the other person and their viewpoint. Focus on the present. If you're holding on to grudges based on past conflicts, your ability to see the reality of the current situation will be impaired. Rather than looking to the past and assigning blame, focus on what you do in the here and now to solve the problem. Pick your battles. 
conflicts can be draining, so it's important to consider whether the issue is really worth your time and energy. Maybe you don't want to surrender parking space if you've been circling for 15 minutes, but if there are dozens of empty spots, arguing over a single space isn't worth it. Be willing to forgive. Now, this one is a very important one and something we should all practice more often. Resolving conflict is impossible if you're unwilling or unable to forgive others. Resolution lies in releasing the urge to punish, which can serve only to deplete and drain your life. Know when to let something go. If you can't come to an agreement, agree to disagree. It takes two people to keep an argument going. If a conflict is going nowhere, you can choose to disengage and move on. Thank you everybody for joining me today. And I hope to see you here again next time. Hope you found all the information uh, important and uh, you're able to apply some of it to your life. Until then, until next time, uh, I will continue to share my thoughts with you and hopefully I can make a difference in how you see the world. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on Poetry and Therapy with Nashaba Kuda. We're so glad you joined us. Connect with Nashaba on Instagram at Nashaba Kuda and on our podcast page on Anchor. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Nashaba is an author of In My Father's Shadow and Still. She is also a songwriter and entrepreneur. Until next time, search for the artist within and use it to shine a light on the world around us.